0: Hello, Radio Maria. This is Tuesday, July 5th. Because it's Tuesday, that means we're on Culture Tuesday. And I'm very, very delighted to share with you who is going to be my co-host for today, Father Toby Lee. He's on his official third day as priest director here at Radio Maria, so he's got meetings galore. But don't worry, listeners, from the touring production of I Am Mark, Mr. Stefan Smart. Hello, Stefan.
1: Hi, Helena. Good morning. How are you?
0: Oh, I'm good. I am good. I am good. Oh, let me just give a little background to the listeners and then we'll talk some more. Dear listeners, you might remember Stefan from last year when we brought him on to talk about his production of I Am Mark, which at that time was just starting to come out of the come out from behind the curtains. Pandemic closed everything down, and really he was able to start uh, visualising it, getting it even better and building it up. The film was created uh, with a United States group. and But now, since then, well, I'm going to let Stefan tell you. Don't let me say it. But let's begin from the beginning. Stefan, I Am Mark, what is this production?
1: So I Am Mark is a solo, word-for-word dramatisation of Mark's Gospel. So it's the Bible, literally every single word of Mark's gospel, but performed by one actor. And that's what I do. Pretty much full time now.
0: (laughs) How is it? Is there there loads of costume changes? Is there a hat for each different kind of character? Wigs? (laughs)
1: Mustaches? (laughs) It would be nice to think that. Sadly, well, not sadly, I think actually wonderfully, it's really, really stripped down to the bare essentials i've got very very few props in fact i've only got one main prop it's a chair it's a kitchen chair and that kitchen chair takes up various roles in the performance characters but also objects in the in the performance as well so i like to say the chairs probably the least wooden actor because he he does so much um so there's a chair and 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 that's pretty much it it's just me and a chair and uh, we go through these incredible series of transformations i guess into different actors which are different characters i should say which can be done by posture and voice of course but also um changing the scenes and using the chair in all sorts of imaginative ways uh, I owe a lot of this, by the way, to my um, director, Lisa, Lisa Gilmore, who has really taken this production and brought it up to an, the next level because it's her input, particularly on the chair and on the characterization, which I've mentioned, which has made a huge difference.
0: Now, oh, shout out to Lisa. Woo-woo! Mm-hmm. Mark, I mean, Mark, Steve, <laughs> Steve Stephen, um, wh- why, why have this, uh, it sounds... Uh, very bare boned why not have it give it the Lion King treatment what inspired this style this type of production for you
1: very good question um, I haven't really been able to think this through but I know there's something I suspect by intuition there's something about Mark's Gospel in itself which is very very simple and stripped down it's not that it's it's not that it's not full of meaning. It really, really is. But on the surface, at least, what you're getting is the the facts of the case, what happened to Jesus, what happened to his disciples, the numerous adventures. It's, it's without, in some ways, without a load of finesse or a load of description. It's really punchy. It goes straight to the heart of what the events really, really were. At the same time it 's full of emotion, and, as i say it 's full of theological depth as well, so, in a way, having just one person doing it, uh, which by the way would have been the case actually back in the day this what i'm what i 'm hoping is uh, at least to some extent i 'm recreating the first performances of mark 's Gospel because they were performance most people in the first century a d they would have been illiterate, they would have not only um, uh, not being able to read, uh, but they would have been li- used to listening to stories of Jesus. And they would have also listened to the whole story all the way through, not like we do. We tend to read or listen to the Mark or Mark's gospel in, in snippets. So what I'm doing is recreating, I hope, what actually happened. There was a, there was a theatrical element. So in, in some ways, part of the simplicity goes back to that, going back to roots, if you like.
0: I love it. And I remember when we first talked about how this kind of developed as well. It wasn't, uh, you weren't a theater, um, you weren't on the West End and you were like, here we go, we're going to go. No, you did, you had an amazing story of uh, the preacher's corner. For those that weren't listening, could you share that story to our listeners again, Stefan?
1: Yeah, sure. So I was a, I, I was a school teacher, I taught English and drama, and I had this funny idea one day to start learning Mark's gospel uh, because I actually love telling stories and that was kind of the thing I wanted to maybe link my my teaching career with my faith and for some years I learned bits and pieces of Mark's gospel and performed them here and there. but it wasn't until about 2016 I suddenly found myself thinking you know I think this is what I'm supposed to do and it was a very uncanny experience because I was on a retreat and um, for some reason I was just trying to work out with God, uh, was this him or was this me? And just before going on this retreat, I had this weird idea of doing this performance, Mark's Gospel, solo word for word, at Speaker's Corner in Hyde Park, which is, I don't know if any of your listeners have ever been, but it's the most amazing place. But it's also one of the most terrifying places I've ever been to. (laughs) It's just full of people. Obviously, on a Sunday afternoon, it's very busy. And I was expecting to see just one one or two speakers what, taking it in turns to speak, and everyone would be you know, reasonably polite. Actually, it's the, it's the opposite. Everyone, all the speakers, speak at the same time, and they don't take turns. In fact, there's hardly any politeness. Uh, what happens is while the speakers are speaking, other people are there giving them a hard time. It's heckling them, arguing with them. All sorts of things are going on, and I was thrust into this mayhem. Um, so I would have to be pretty clear in my head, wouldn't I, that this was something God wanted me to do. Yeah, that's what happened on the, this is what happened on the retreat because I was kind of arguing with with God and I was saying, "Lord, I I I don't know if this is you or whether this is me. Is it just my ego? Me like I just love showing off? Is it something you want me to do?" And I then I said to him, I said. Um, And I haven't even got a name for this production. So, you know, it's it's ridiculous. I couldn't think of a good name for the production. And um, I wandered down to a beach in Bournemouth. And I, I then, I just, before I got there, I just said to God, God, just give me a sign. That's all I want. Give me a sign. And I wandered into this beach and into a car park by the beach, and in the car park was a literal sign it said mark park <laughs> and I was absolutely flummoxed by this as you can imagine because not only had I got what I thought was the name of the production and in, in those days it turned out to be the name I called it mark in the park so oh. I'd even I'd asked for a name I called it mark in the park and of course the word park suggested that the idea of going to Hyde Park and doing it in Speaker's Corner was God's idea, not just mine. So that's what I did. Oh and my goodness, I...
0: Stefan, so brave of you.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was incredible. I have to be honest, it was incredible. I haven't been brave since then. <laughs> <laughs> now, when I got there, it, as I say, it was full of all these people and it was quite a kind of chaotic, quite a difficult, um, maybe even, I don't know, pressured environment. Um, you didn't feel comfortable at all. But what happened with me, instead of being heckled as I expected I would be, I was listened to and it was really, really weird. Uh, There are people who go down there every Sunday afternoon, you know who you are if you're listening, and they're kind of like professional hecklers and they actually make it their job to think of witty reposts or arguments to give to any speakers who were there. And there were two or three of these professional hecklers on the um, the you know the nearest me in the circle that was surrounding me. And they were just waiting for an opportunity to heckle and interrupt. But they couldn't do it because I was telling a story. And it's kind of inappropriate to heckle a story. All the other speakers were arguing a particular point of view, you see. But I was telling a story. And they just couldn't do it. They, I could see them wanting to, <laughs> but they didn't. And then in in this vicinity, there were lots of people who were religious, and there were some Christians there who were quite bravely speaking about God, etc. Also, loads of Muslims, and they were also doing the same. Um, And when each, you know, especially when the the Christians were speaking, the Muslim guys, who were obviously quite fervent Muslim people, um, began arguing with the Christians. And I was worried that when I came to doing my thing, that they would give me a hard time. In fact, the opposite was the case, because they, of course, have Jesus as one of their prophets. So they were looking at this story and with with admiration, actually. And um, so it was the most miraculous experience. I couldn't really believe what was going on. It was hard, it was chaotic, but it was amazing.
0: Oh, I love it. Oh, I love. One day, Stefan, I'm going to go first to experience it as a listener, <laughs> and That'll then who knows? Then maybe I'll get the guts up to go up there.
1: Uh, oh, be incredible!
0: Listeners, this is Culture Tuesday, and on today's program, I have Stefan Smart, the performer of "I Am Mark," originally "Mark in the Park." He's been traveling around the UK and around the world performing the Gospel of Mark as a one-man, one man, sh- one uh, chair <laughs> show for listeners and watchers and parishes all around. And I've got him on today to share a little bit about what's happened this past year. If you'd like to learn more about I Am Mark, please do visit the website. It's I Am Mark. Dot com. On the website, you can hear, you can see more about Stefan Smart, the inspiration about him, the upcoming performances, and how to book a performance as well, and a little bit about the film. But let's talk about upcoming performances for now. Stefan, well, no, let's let's go back. Where have you gone this last year? And do you take your wife Susie with you?
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Susie is. Um really really supportive and she does a lot of the when i'm worried and feeling that at the end of my tether which does happen um she's the, the sound voice of wisdom at, the, at home but she hasn't gone on any of the tours with me she doesn't travel so well so it's good for her that she's here but you know one day hopefully she will come out with me and do something um in terms of where i've been wow um it's been like a bit of a release helena because of course of covid the last couple of years as a performer I've not been able to do that much it's been in some ways quite frustrating so this year has been extraordinary just because it's just been on the road and enjoying this incredible story so I've been in all prominent in my memory Uh, going to the southeast of England to places in Kent and in Surrey and I've been through to Cornwall recently I actually went um to some of the places where john wesley and charles wesley went back in the day uh, in the 18th century and they preached in the open air you see and uh, in particular in miners pits which were kind of na- natural amphitheaters so Ooh. last year during COVID, i went down there just to suss it out because i really felt god wanted me to go and kind of follow in their footsteps And so this just now, I've just come back from this tour of the preaching pits of Cornwall. And it was phenomenal because you were in these places where there's this incredible heritage of people talking about God in a way that was relevant to the general public. Wesley took it outside the church and brought the story of Jesus to the people. And he he attracted enormous crowds, obviously. And I, I just had this thought, you know, I really think I need to do the same. Not that I was going to attract enormous crowds, although we did get some great audiences, but actually because that was what I felt the Lord just invite me to do. So I went and it was amazing. Oh. It was truly amazing. It was really, really hard work. And I, there's one particular place called Gwenap Pit, it's probably the most famous pit. And um, the atmosphere in that place was in- electric. And honestly can say that. I was rehearsing beforehand. It's a huge place, really, Amphitheater, holding, I think, about a 1,000 people on these grassy Ooh. slopes. It's not, like, built up or anything. It's actually natural. But um, it's, it's clearly a great place for performance. And I was there rehearsing beforehand, and I just found myself, my fingers and my hands, my face was tingling with the sense of God's presence being there with us. With me, and I thought, "Wow, this this clearly is a special place." And we had about eighty. We had, well, I know how many, because someone counted for me. We had eighty-two people turn up, which was a reasonably good crowd. And they, you know, they were electrified. Like I, I was hoping, it, and it's that's been my experience, Helena. Uh, I honestly, humbly, I really feel humbled by it. But every single time I've done it, the response has been almost like awe and you know, it's difficult for people to put into words what they felt, but you can see it in their faces. And then you can tell at the end. Normally, instead of asking for applause, I say, Can we just have some silence? So I asked the, the MC just for our, to, you know, have some silence at the end. And these silences are being prolonged because people have been kind of just basking in the sense of God being with us. Unbelievable! um I just cannot describe what it's like. It, it is it's been a wonderful thing. And the other the other place I've been to, which is a bit unusual, I went to on holiday to California, where my my son lives with his family. And I have a good friend who's a theologian. He, he in fact he's a he's he's an Orthodox um, reader, and he spent the last fifteen years, I think, just praying and studying Mark's Gospel. So he knows a lot about Mark's Gospel, and he invited me to his. His church, an Orthodox church. So I've never been, i never performed in an Orthodox church before. But that's when I did, and again, the same kind of reaction was there. It's been phenomenal. Different people from different branches of our faith have responded in in pretty much the same way, um, which is so exciting.
0: That's so beautiful. I love that you've you've built in a little prayer time at the end. How does it? Um. So for our listeners out there how how does a, a performance work is it does it have to be in a church no apparently not it can be in a in a pit in a, in a performance yeah. area can you give yeah. us a bit of a feel of what a performance is like
1: sure yeah so i mean most of my performances this year have been in churches um and basically if a church was to host me that i would simply rock up and there's absolute a minimum of preparation that's kind of needed um you just have to provide the the place um and hopefully some amplification if you've got the microphone and and, and that is really it i mean honestly the, the last church i did i did a i did do a church in cornwall when i was there and we just moved a few bits and pieces from the the altar area and there was just a bit enough enough space for me to do the performance brought my chair in um put on the the, the mic Uh, radio mic and uh, away we away we went um so it is really and truly as simple as that and normally a performance would i mean my typical performance is about an hour and a half um, and i have an interval of about 10 minutes in between Um, and then normally what happens is people love to talk about what they've just seen so we have a kind of q a which isn't just questions it's, it's comments as well and, um, yeah, and that's, it's, just, it's just exciting to talk about it as well. I must say, the conversation in some ways is, is even more exciting because it's just lovely to hear people's reactions and thoughts. And how many people often say, you know, you just brought me. You brought me to that place. I was there in that place where Jesus was. I could see it happening before my very eyes. And I, I I'm, I'm listening to this incredulous because all I am is one person and a chair. <laughs> but it's true, it happens so often. I'm thinking it must be happening. People's imaginations are so caught up in this that they actually see themselves in the event, in, the, in that moment of the event happening. And, um, you know, being obviously really, really blessed and spoken to and changed. And, and I remember one woman recently saying, you know, you've just brought me back to the 1950s when my, my faith began. I'm just experiencing Aww. the same excitement that I experienced them just by coming to this performance. That, and
0: that's maybe. such a beautiful... So, Stefan and listeners, that is such the power of theatre. I mean, we're radio right now. <laughs> we're on yeah. the radio. But seeing the story now full out so say you go get um for instance the chosen now it's a popular program that you can watch on your phone um it's got all the bells and whistles of uh set pieces uh costumes all the great act- a lot of great actors performing the parts of the all the different characters and people that are in the story of Jesus so you've got that alone in your space but then oh it becomes a bit more of an event if you actually go to a cinema and you see the the people on the big screen, the the costumes, the lights, and everything. Ooh, and you're with a group of people watching this. Then you go to a theatre. Ooh, and then maybe it's a little bit more pared down because you can't have the the dust and everything of that. Oh, and then you've got the people around, and then. We take it this next step to what is the performance of I Am Mark. Strip down the words, the story being the focus. And then you've got the community around you watching, which is makes the experience even more special And then Stefan is giving you this amazing opportunity, listeners, to have that engagement afterwards. And that's what the Lord asks us to do in our church services, in Mass, and in this production, is to have this encounter with Stefan as an actor, with Stefan playing the part of all these different characters in the story of Mark, to have this encounter with Jesus, and then to have this encounter after the play of silence, so that you can invite the real Jesus, the real Holy Spirit to have this encounter with you, with this group that you've all got on this same story, the same adventure with Stefan together. And then to have this discussion afterwards to share, to to, to be disciples, to evangelize just with this small group. And hopefully you'll take that out of the church or out of the minor pit or the forest, wherever you may be watching and partaking in this event and take that and share the good news to people in your community elsewhere. Oh, Stefan, the power of theater! I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stefan, how yeah. can people? So now that our listeners are like, how do we get this at our church <laughs> or so? How can people uh, uh, book you or get more information?
1: Okay, so you, uh, you've actually said. Already, Helena. Thanks, thank <laughs> but thank you. But it's nice when it's in uh, your voice. Yeah. Okay. So, if you go to iam-mark.com everything will be there. You'll find out a little bit more about me. You'll read some kind of um, kind of commendations about the the performance. You'll get little snippets of the performance. You'll find there's a booking form if you really want to bring me to your parish. I'd love to go, by the way. Uh, You'll see bits and pieces about the film, how to watch that. There's actually a special page on the podcast, which I haven't mentioned yet, which, you know, I mentioned about conversation after the performance. Well, this is taking that to the next level. So I just invite friends and people who are quite famous as well, not just my friends. Um, like world-renowned scholars on Mark's Gospel to come along to the podcast and look at a particular passage. We're just going through St. Mark's Gospel, bit by bit by bit, and asking ourselves, what would this have meant to Mark's first listeners? And what does it mean for us today? Why is it really important to know about this? And it's been a phenomenal adventure. So you you, you can find out about the podcast, um, and other things on on the website. I forgot to say earlier actually had another that um, in, in answer to your earlier question that um, In terms of the future what's going to happen next? I, I'm I'm really really excited as well as again daunted like i Park, because I'm going to the Edinburgh Fringe uh, In a month. Uh, I've been there before. In fact, I've been there twice before um, last time it was 2019 and we were in a fairly small theatre, but we sold out all five performances, and that's quite unusual in Edinburgh. Uh, you, you'd be lucky to get five. If five is a good number, uh, because there are four thousand odd performances going on uh, during the festival. Uh, but I, I was so fortunate. I'm blessed, really, that um, a lot of people came this year. We, we've doubled the capacity. We've gone to a theatre that's double the, the seating. And we've decided we're going to go for twice the number of days. So I'm going to be there more nearly twice the number. I'm going to be there nine performances. Um, so I'm very excited. So if any of your listeners happen to be in Edinburgh at the time, which is the 5th to the 13th of August, I'd be del- delighted to see you and chat with you afterwards as well, in the way we've said.
0: Oh wonderful, wonderful, wonderful listeners, listeners. again, it is i am dash mark dot com Stefan uh, my next question <laughs> is is there going to be um I am Luke, I am Matthew, or are we sticking to mark and why mark?
1: Okay. Uh, ooh, this is such a difficult question to answer. Oh, I'm so good what's... with
0: difficult questions. Yeah,
1: that's okay because I'm wrestling with it to be honest, Helena. I'm. I do feel there are kind of. I've, I've received some intimations from from the Lord, that there are things, other things to do. So, in particular, for some time now, I've been thinking about the Book of Jonah, um, because the, Well, first of all, it's just as action packed, if not more so than Mark. Also, it's short, just like Mark. Mm -hmm. Uh, So in some ways, it's going to take little, uh, uh, not not so much time to learn. And it's like a sort of thing that would appeal to all age groups. I can imagine doing it a street theatre, for instance, with a huge plastic fish. Or, or something. A sheet. But, uh, can I
0: suggest a sheet? Have a giant piece of fabric, and then yes. you've got your waves. It can swallow you. It can be the yes. dust. Anyway, Perfect. take that. It's it's free. That's free. Thank <laughs> a you. giant piece of fabric.
1: I'll tell you when it when I put it into place. I'll let you know. Oh, uh, that sounds great. I'll let my director know. That sounds great. Listen, Lisa. It.
0: Big fabric. <laughs> big fabric.
1: She'd approve of that, definitely. Um, so yeah, so there's Jonah, and then there's there's a the book of John that's been on my mind too Uh, it's a it's it's longer than mark and very different as you know as as your listeners will know in some ways but um i i feel quite stirred to start learning that so i have begun to learn chapters 13 through to 17 those are the upper room discourses jesus is basically teaching his disciples not the most action-packed actually a lot of talking but jesus's character is so magnetic so powerful i mean even doing mark it's the same thing you know people often comment um you know the action bits are great fantastic but the bits that really spoke to me was when jesus was speaking oh and i thought wow you know that that's that's phenomenal it's not just the way not just what he said but the way he said it um yeah that that's phenomenal to hear that it's really humbling obviously uh you know i feel quite small when i think about the fact that I am portraying the Son of God. I'm not anywhere mm-hmm. remotely close to him in terms of his holiness. But I am just, I'm, I have this amazing opportunity.
0: Stefan, we will continue to pray for you and for all those lives that you are touching and bringing this story to them. Could we say a, a prayer to end our program this morning?
1: That will be a wonderful.
0: Can I let you lead the way? <laughs>
1: yeah. Go thanks. for it. Lord, it has been wonderful to talk about you this morning with Helena and with um, our listeners. Father, Son and Holy Spirit, it is amazing that you have given us yourself in this way, in glory, in the life, in the ministry, in the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus and brought us into your family. It's incredible that that story is written down. We're able to read it. We're able to listen to it. We're able to understand why it is you came and what it means for us. And we thank you that you have, in each case, come into our lives and you've changed them. You've made us see. So many stories aren't there, Lord, in the gospel about blind people seeing. And in our case, that's exactly what's happened. Thank you. I really do pray, uh, whatever way, not just through IMR, but through whatever way, that your story, this powerful, life-transforming story, reaches whole groups of people, even more than it's doing already. Whole communities. I pray for the power of telling this particular version in Edinburgh and in other places. For people who may not even know you, Lord, or haven't come to church in a long time. I pray that your spirit would speak with them and convict them as to the truth of this amazing story and this amazing message. And we ask it, Lord, in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen.